Welcome in episode 155, What's Right with Nick Wright, on a, I'll be honest, somewhat bittersweet Tuesday morning. It's sweet because I was one of the few people in the media to have the courage to pick the Miami Heat before the series, to stick with the Miami Heat even after the stomach punch of a Game 7 loss or Game 6 loss, pardon me, going on the road for a Game 7. The bitter part is because my original co-host of the show, my beloved son, Demonze, who we may or may not hear from today, uh, is a lifelong Celtics fan, dating back to John Rondo and Ray Allen, and is heartbroken by this loss, thankfully, he now lives in a state where sports betting is illegal, or else I would imagine this would have been a financially crippling loss for him. We may hear from him shortly. We need to get into the game, get into a little finals preview. There's a little football to discuss as well. We appreciate you watching on YouTube. If you're watching right now on YouTube, don't forget to ask questions or comments uh, in the chat, and we will get to them in the third segment of the show. If you're an audio listener listening throughout the week, we appreciate that as well. Our YouTube numbers have been exceptional. Our p- audio pot podcast download numbers, those could be juiced a bit, so we'd appreciate on iTunes or Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts if you would subscribe. Here is what is not on today's show. Jameson Williams, unaware of the gambling policy in the NFL. I actually buy that since nearly a half dozen Detroit Lions were suspended for the same thing. That's a Lions failure, not a player failure. The Milwaukee Bucks hire Adrian Griffin. The 76ers hire Nick Nurse. And Le'Veon Bell says he smoked weed before football games, which maybe explains his somewhat patient, almost lethargic running style, but it worked quite well for him. However, we must, of course, start with Game 7 from last night, and we must, of course, welcome back in, after a brief absence, Diora, who was not on this past Thursday because she had school responsibilities. Those school responsibilities were a trip to Six Flags. Yep. So she skipped work to go to Six Flags. Diora, how are we starting today? Okay, so the Heat are heading to the finals. What's more impressive, the Heat beating the Bucks and the Celtics en route to a finals, or you not losing faith in Jimmy after they dropped three in a row? Well, they're both pretty damn impressive, I got to tell you. And I was shocked by how many people were just adamant, oh, once the Heat lost game six, they have no shot. Why did they think that? So the argument is, oh, they can't come back from that type of stomach punch. Small history lesson here. So the last team to suffer that type of stomach punch loss, this was actually worse, was, of course, the 2013 San Antonio Spurs which they weren't going to go to the finals. They were going to win the finals. And then Ray Allen hit a three to send the game to overtime. The Heat went in overtime, and then we go to game seven. Now, of course, the Heat did end up winning that game, but it was not because the San Antonio Spurs melted. It was not because they were hung over from the loss. In fact, the two biggest culprits of that loss were a young Kawhi Leonard and Manu Ginobili. They both missed a critical free throw, one each, in the final 45 seconds of that game, which allowed the Ray, pardon me, the Ray Allen shot to tie the game. Kawhi and Manu played brilliantly in that game seven. They only lost that game because LeBron dropped 37 and 12. Conversely, the Miami Heat players who created the opportunity Chris Bosh with the rebound and Ray Allen with the shot. In that game seven, the two of them, the team's third and fourth best players, scored a combined zero points. They were 0 for 9. And the Heat won despite it. it was a two-point game with 30 seconds left. So the reason I give you that brief history lesson is the idea that 
the Heat just weren't going to be able to overcome the emotional devastation of that Game 6 is belied by history, particularly when you have a great coach in Eric Spolstra and a great leader in Jimmy Butler. Furthermore, the Celtics have not been... Hey, you love when I say furthermore. You laugh every I time. I think it's really funny because I feel as if it's not necessary in the sentence. You know, it's, sometimes I do these opening monologues. It's as if I'm writing a, an essay and just dictating it. And so I throw in words that you would use to adjoin thoughts or paragraphs uh, within an essay. And that's why, that's why maybe I use some of the language I do. As I was saying before I was rudely interrupted. Furthermore. Furthermore. The idea that the Celtics were going to have some massive home court advantage, they've been bad at home in the playoffs for two years now. And so I just didn't buy it. And I understand folks are caught up on the alleged and seemingly obvious talent disparity between the Heat and the Celtics. But... How far do we have to go until we are willing to say the, the Celtics are not the better team? The only piece of evidence we have that they're the better team is this year's regular season. These teams played each other in the conference finals in 2020, Miami won. They played last year, the Heat were the one seed. In, from the regular season. They played each other in the conference finals last year. Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero got hurt. Hero didn't even play this series. Butler, has sent, he played all the games, but games three, four, and five, he was a shell of himself. Despite that, had an all-time game six, and then the Heat were a shot away from winning game seven. And then this year, they played in the playoffs seven times. The Heat annihilated them in Game 3, a de facto elimination game. Game 7, an actual elimination game. Beat them soundly in Games 1 and 2. And came literally within .2 seconds of winning Game 6. They were .2 seconds away from beating them 5 out of 7. Including two laughers. The Heat are better. Jimmy... I want to say this as well. If you value winning basketball, if you value playoff basketball, being a 16-game player, you must acknowledge that Jimmy Butler is a top-five player in the league. Jokic is in there. Giannis is in there. Steph is in there. After that, there is nobody that you can definitively say is better than Butler. He's better than Jason Tatum. I feel he's better than Devin Booker. The last few years in the postseason, he's clearly been better than Kevin Durant. And better than LeBron. The last couple years in the postseason, you have to say it, LeBron missed the playoffs last year. I thought LeBron was excellent in the postseason this year. But even if you would have LeBron ahead of him, that's only four guys. But to me, LeBron, Durant, Jimmy, are all Luka, are all in that discussion for the four, five, six, seven spots. You've got to drop down Embiid, who keeps coming up short in the postseason. You, To me, it is a question of how you view basketball if right now you feel like Embiid is better than Butler. Butler constantly delivers, constantly gets better, constantly gets the most out of his teammates, never blames other people. Had a great line in the post game when he was asked about role players. And he was like, I don't call them role players. I call them teammates. 
You feel like he's going to come through. I don't think there's a player in the league I would have been more confident in making all three free throws at the end of game six than Jimmy. So, and Caleb Martin is a hell of a story. I understand some people wanted Caleb Martin to win Eastern Conference Finals MVP. I would have been fine with it. Uh, he was better in Game 7. Jimmy was better in the entirety of the series. But we have sometimes in history, go back to Magic's rookie year, you gave him a Finals MVP because of what he did at the end of the series. I think it was Game 6. Uh, at the end of the series... Uh, over Kareem, even though Kareem had been the dominant player in that series. But, I just, I think what Jimmy, the confidence Jimmy and Spolstra instilling that team makes every guy on the Heat the best version of themselves. And now we'll see how they do against the Nuggets, which we'll talk about in a moment. But now, Dior, we've got to get to the flip side of this which is the losing team. Go ahead. So, bad news for Boston. The Celtics got embarrassed in Game 7. Good news, their coach has plenty of time to watch the town now. Mm -hmm. The assumption is Boston is making major changes this offseason. Yeah. Are Tatum and Brown good enough to win a title, or is it time to move on? Well, this is now where I would like to, if we can, go to a video that Diora surreptitiously recorded over my shoulder. You're always saying... Surreptitiously. Surreptitiously. Oh. Uh, you're always saying that I'm in your phone. You were all in my phone. You were on the phone with my brother. Yeah, and you were all in my conversation. Because Demonze jubilantly looked like maybe he'd had a couple pops, but that's okay. Watching Game 6 from a watering hole in Los Angeles... FaceTimes me and let's go ahead and run the video. What? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. I know you're talking your best on the TV show. I'm sorry. But we had to get this. is what we do. This is what we do, Padre. This is what we do. I can't. I mean, you guys are so lucky. What? I mean, give me a break. So, this is kind of a real-life version of how it started, how it's going. That's how it started on Friday. It also shows how much of a dad you are. Why? The screenshotting, the the messing up with your phone. It's just... Uh, yeah, that is true. If you were watching the video, I accidentally pulled my credit card up, the little Apple Pay thing up there accidentally. I was taking the old-school screenshots, but that's fine. I like the old-school screenshots because then you get your face in it as well. The regular, the little tap button screenshot, you only get him as opposed to getting both of us. Doesn't matter. That's how it started. Here's how it's going. Live from Los Angeles. Demonze. How you feeling this morning, son? Um, well, it is 7 in the morning. Uh, I'm feeling, uh, it's all right, man. Uh, the Heat are going to get a gentleman sweep, and that'll be my, uh, my victory lap. Uh. Okay. I mean, how are you feeling? We'll get when to the, the finals preview a few days ago. I mean, that's, listen, congrats okay. that you guys made the exact same round. And instead of... Jumping ship you know, to ship to having, ship. Instead of a hard-fought four games that all came down to the wire, but, you know, my team couldn't get any of them against the Nuggets, your team at home against an eight-seed you had somehow found a fate worse than a sweep, which is you felt all the embarrassment of a sweep in those first three games. No, put Demonte back on camera, please. Oh, and then goodness. you got then you got your hopes built up in game four. Oh wait, hold Yo, on. Game five's are, back in Boston. Are you then you beat him in game five. Then game six, you're like, oh, don't let us win game six. And you win it in the most miraculous fashion. Only to no-show at TD Garden. Only to score to 15 like, first-quarter points. Are you going to try to act like you hadn't been threes. stressed out up until five, 6 o'clock yesterday? Come on now, man. You thought we were going to win that series the whole time up until 6 o'clock, man. Be serious. 
All right, well, I'm going to, off the air, send you some betting slips from yesterday that show how confident I was. Plus 270, pay the man. I don't need the plus 7.5. I'll take the money line, plus 270. Thank you. Also, a little, little small taste on the Heat at 13-1 to 1 to win the title before tip-off yesterday. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, 13-1. to 1. That because everyone thought Boston was going to win, they're like they're three to one now. But everyone thought Boston was going to win. Fox bet. Thanks you for your donation. Okay, well we'll see. Um, but let's talk about your Celtics because you had some takes yesterday, uh, which was Jalen Brown's got to go, and Jason Tatum's milking his injury. So let's start with the Tatum thing. Let me ask you this. As a sober-minded analyst, if Tatum never turns his ankle, do you think the Celtics win that game? You know, I'm, I'm going to be arrogant and say, yeah. Um, okay, I don't I do think, think that. Do. I, I, uh, <laughs> I think that, you know, our best player hobbling around, wincing, playing hurt, I think it definitely has an effect on the team. Um I do, I mean, maybe they don't win. I don't think that they get smoked the way that they did. Um, but, yes, I definitely do think that changes the outcome. Well, so I think maybe it changes some of the ebbs and flows. I felt like Miami was the better prepared team, and Boston somehow was not prepared to deal with the Miami zone. But that does bring us to the Jalen Brown question. Because the entire idea of having two stars is if one of your stars is compromised, one of your stars isn't 100%, the other guy can step up. Instead, he was 8 of 23. He looked like you dribbling out there, just having the ball ripped away from him. It is so, just so disrespectful. That was, that was so that's odd. so disrespectful. And uh, To Jalen Brown or to you? <laughs> to to me. To me, oh, okay. And, sorry, and I don't think we can sorry. call Jalen Brown a star anymore. I'm sorry. I think so. He's you wouldn't pay him the five years, two hundred ninety million. As Jimmy Butler would say, uh, "What'd you say?" No, go I, ahead. I, I, I can't I hear you. I Are you pressing the button? I, would, I am pressing the button, but no, I wouldn't give Jalen. Okay, Brown that's my bad. That million. was in my headphone. Sorry. So no. here's the deal. I don't think they can pay him that either. But we also know that. If they don't, they've got to trade him. So I think there is a Damian Lillard trade trade to be made. Set it up. And say it again? Uh, set it up. Immediately. Yeah. I think there's a Damian Lillard trade to be made. And I think it's actually one that works for both teams. Because the Blazers have the third pick of the draft. So the Blazers add Jalen Brown. I think you could really just almost do it one for one. Jalen for Damian Lillard. Damian's better, but Jalen is younger. The Blazers are going to need to spend some money. He's more on the right timeline. And Jalen just didn't seem like himself the whole postseason. And he is a more than capable second option. But he's clearly not a number one. And with the, I don't want to get into the the machinations of the new collective bargaining agreement, but you pay Jalen fifty million a year, and next year you're going to have to pay Tatum sixty million a year, sixty million a year. Uh, that's going to be your team, and the whole idea behind having these two dominant wings is you can shut down the other team's wings while outplaying them. Instead. They got outplayed by Jimmy Butler and Caleb Martin. No shame in getting outplayed by Jimmy Butler. A little shame in getting outplayed by Caleb Martin. By the way, mild media criticism. Is it too much to ask that the number one color commentator of the Eastern Conference Finals, Reggie Miller, if he is going to make the uh, uh, 
20 minutes of the broadcast about how Caleb Martin is going to get paid, that he know that Caleb Martin this past offseason signed a three-year contract and that he's not a pending free agent and he just signed for three years, 21 million bucks, and that even if they wanted to pay him, they couldn't. And that it's just, it, 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 these guys, it, 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 not only... Does you treat every turned ankle like the, it might need to be amputated? Is it is it just constantly complaining about the game? What happened to the game? I love. You don't even have the facts right, and you're like, oh, this guy's gonna get paid. He's not a pending free agent. He already got paid. In your defense, it's not like he had been a big player in a seven-game series. Oh wait, he had been the second best guy on the team that was winning the, the series. First That's best. terrible. Oh, you think he was better than Jimmy for the entirety of the series? Over, I think not. Majority, majority. See, not entirety. I thought he was better in Game Seven. I thought Jimmy was better over the entirety of the series, and also Jimmy had obviously a bigger defensive focus. But it's a testament to him that it was even close. One last Celtics question for you, pal, because I know you got to get to actual work. Um, yeah, would you bring back Missoula? I mean, would you bring back Missoula? What What are the coaches that I can get instead of Missoula? Blast from the past with Doc Rivers or something? Well, I don't think you'd want Doc Rivers. Um, I'd want him for I his mean, it's game a shame seven strategy. Ime Udoka got hired in Houston. He would have been a good fit. What'd you say? <laughs> I said I'd want him for his game seven strategies. Um, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I. I don't know, yeah, maybe give it another year. I'm not totally anti-Missoula, um, but I do think if they're, you know, coaches that have proven themselves already, then maybe, yeah, pick those guys up. But, uh, but yeah, Budenholzer? I want Jalen Brown out of there Mike... before I want Missoula out. Wow. Just yeah. all the way out on Jalen Brown. 100%. Also, is someone going to write the story about how he actually cut his hand? Or are we still going to go with the... I cut it picking up a broken vase. Huh? Like, as Tom Ziller said, listen, man, you don't have to tell me how you broke your hand or you cut your hand, but please don't think I'm dumb enough to believe that you were picking up broken glass as if it were trail mix. And that's how you did it. Because you cut your hand before the playoffs started, and in game five, it was reportedly gushing blood. Come on, man. And listen, I like Jalen Brown. I like him as a person. I like what he represents off the court. But he seemed like he was really bothered, really bothered by all the trade rumors. And it came to a head. And now this, he's almost cursed by the fact that the Celtics, that he made second team All-NBA. So it would be five years, $290 million. So I think major changes ahead in Boston. I would absolutely be in on seeing if Damian Lillard is interested in coming to town. And and you can cover up some of Lillard's defensive weaknesses with everyone else, but a, fi a starting five of... Because I, I don't know what's next for, for Horford, if we're being totally honest here, but a starting five of Marcus Smart, Damian Lillard, Derek White, if you want to go three guards, that might be too small. But Tatum, Robert Williams, and then Derek White, I guess, could come off the bench. You you got to fill in the blank on the wing spot. You want to start Grant Williams, maybe. If Horford's still going to be there, you start two bigs. That's a team that works. So, listen, pal. Uh, go ahead, DeMonte. You can have the last word on your Celtics. Uh, that's that's not a bad it's not a bad team at all. Uh, I've got, I've got faith in that team. But I've I've got one more question for you before I leave. Did you did you hedge yeah. that that heat bet that you placed? Did you hedge no. it or no? So you're, you're lying on air. What do you mean I'm lying? You're on lying. Air? What are you talking about? Okay. What am I lying about? What are you? So you, about? So, so you didn't you didn't hedge. You didn't bet the Nuggets to win the series. Maybe. After your little, what 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 was what were the odds on the Heat? Or, no, no, I, I no, I'm telling something. you, I bet the. You're confused. Oh, copy. I bet <laughs> the Heat. 
You know what? That's, that's my mistake. Heat. That's my mistake. I thought you bet the Heat to win the finals. I did yeah. yesterday before Game 7. Okay. I bet so the Heat... The, not the, the Eastern Conference Finals, the finals to beat the Nuggets. You bet... The, it, the, Okay, just be quiet for a moment because you're getting confused by the people in there. Yesterday, before Game 7 tipped off, I had no bets going. The only bet I had going into these playoffs was the Lakers at 50-1. to I didn't hedge that. That lost. Going into last night, I made two wagers. A significant amount of money on the Heat to win the game at plus 270, and a taste, a small amount of money on the Heat to win the NBA championship in the year of our Lord 2023 at 13-1. to 1. The Heat money line bet already paid, and now I have sitting out there a small bet on the Heat at 13-1 to 1 to win the title, which now has already 4X'd in value because they're like 3-1 to 1 to win the title against the Nuggets. And of course I didn't hedge it, because I'm a gambler. I'm not a stock trader or a coward. I'm here to gamble. What's up? The small bet was all I needed to hear. Okay, well, you, you, listen, all of a sudden, DeMonte's going to pretend he's a big Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray fan because he's so in pain about his Boston Celtics losing to the Miami Heat. We know how as this opposed is go. to what you should be rooting for is the Heat to win because then you can convince yourself the Celtics in back-to-back -back years were the second-best team in the league. Not their fault they lost to the Warriors and then lost to the champions. If the Heat get rolled, then the Celtics got to feel like, oh, man, we're far away. But that's fine. Uh, we should throw. Can we throw up? I mean, DeMonte just gave it to us. But here's DeMonte's tweet from last night, if we can throw it up here in just a moment. Just give the Nuggets the ring and Jokic his finals MVP in the morning and call it a day. The I, Man, I could taste the saltiness from through the screen. That's and, all right. And honestly, Listen, that pal. wasn't me coming from a place of hate. That was just me coming from, like, the Celtics played a bad series. They're going to play the Nuggets and they're going to get destroyed. Like, that's just well, the honest truth. The honest truth is people thought the Heat had no... Let me ask you this. Before we move on, if it would have been Celtics Nuggets, would you have given the Celtics a chance? A, a much bigger chance than the Heat, yes. Okay. I would have. So, yes, you'd have given them a chance. If it would have been Bucks Nuggets, would you have given the Bucks a chance? Yes, I would have given them a better chance. Okay. Than the, heat. the Heat just kicked both of their asses. This is what is so frustrating to me. Everyone's like, oh, the Heat couldn't, the Heat beat the Bucks. And then people are like, they're going to lose to the Knicks. Huh? Then they wash out the Knicks. People are like, oh, they got no shot against the Celtics. Then they go up 3-0 on Boston and then win a game seven on the road. And they're like, but now they're going to get crushed by the, the Nuggets. Knicks, if the, the Knicks would have made it, I would have given them no chance. The Heat are going to be, we're going to have an image in two weeks of Jimmy Butler holding the Larry O'Brien Trophy and the Bill Russell Finals MVP Trophy in two weeks, and people are going to go on TV the next day and be like, you know what? I don't think they're that f***ing good. It's unbelievable. They're going to beat everybody, and people are going to be like, I don't know that I believe in them. I, I, they have too many undrafted guys. Kinda Meanwhile, the undrafted players keep busting everyone's ass. What? Kind of how you are with Jokic. Jokic. No, I've come around. I've come around on Jokic. He did. You know what? Let's just get to Demonze. You're dismissed. Thank you for coming in. Diora, take back over. Let's do a finals preview, even though I just kind of did it. Okay, the finals are officially set with Game 1 in Denver on Thursday. Yeah. According to DeMonza, the season's already over. Yeah, we just showed Denver will be yep. rested and Miami will be gassed. Mm -hmm. So, who are you picking, the Heat or the Nuggets? The Nuggets are a better team. And the Nuggets offense right now looks pretty unstoppable. And I did think the Lakers were really, really good. And the Nuggets beat them 4-0. No, that was competitive games where they beat them 
But I'm going to go with the Heat. Wow. I... I'm going to give you... Uh, did you just break the microphone, or are we good? I'm just asking if we need... If, are we no, good? No, we're good. Okay. Um, I think Michael Malone's focus and constant haranguing of the media, because God forbid we spent a few days after they swept the Lakers of still talking about the Lakers because the Lakers are interesting and the Lakers employ the greatest player in the history of the league who contemplated retirement was a little pathetic's too strong of a word, but embarrassing. When Tom Brady lost to the Tennessee Titans in his final game as a Patriot and was contemplating retirement and didn't know what he was going to do, if that was going to be his last game, guess what? We spent more time talking about Brady and the Patriots than we did the Titans. That's not an indictment on the media. That is serving the customer. The Nuggets now have center stage for two weeks. And Jokic has answered all of the questions even his biggest critic has about him doing it on a deep playoff run. But the Heat are laser-focused, and they have an extra bit of motivation. Not that they need it, but it's interesting. Which is, two years ago, Nikola Jokic cheap-shotted Markeith Morris when he was on the Heat, knocked him out for the season with whiplash. And this was when the Nuggets, Michael Malone, benefited from the fact that we don't discuss them that much because it was an egregious cheap shot that knocked someone out for the season. And Jokic got a total pass on it. And it had happened just a couple months after he had gotten thrown out of his final playoff game of the year with a different cheap shot. I just think that this Heat team is a team of destiny. And this was an amazing first, second step for the Nuggets on their quest to an eventual championship. And this is the final step for Miami. Miami's been banging on this door for a few years now. And I think this is the year they get through. So I'll take the heat. And I know that Vegas disagrees, and I know the analytics disagree. I'll take the heat with Tyler Hero coming back mid-series and adding a bit of a spark for them. So the heat and six is my pick. All right, last one before we move on, because we're going late again. The NFL season hasn't started, but Jimmy G is already injured. Luckily, they they already have their replacement, soon-to-be minority owner Tom Brady. Remember Brady wanted to be a player owner in Miami? Is Brady getting exactly what he wanted in Las Vegas? So, no. I the, First of all, the Jimmy G thing is odd. Uh, credit to Mike Florio for getting it for getting this story and having it having the actual contract details. Jimmy G's probably going to eventually pass his physical and probably going to eventually play for the Raiders. And I'm listen, I am not disregarding the possibility that Tom Brady does play for them. I think it is on the board. I don't think it's I think it's complicated because as an owner, you're not really allowed to play. The other teams would have to agree, but I think it's on the board. But the Raiders' offensive line is not very good and their defense stinks, and they're in a division with the best quarterback ever to live. So this is not a situation like him going to San Francisco with a ready-made team or even him going to Miami with a far better team than they have in Las Vegas right now. The Raiders right now are tied for the second lowest projected win total with the uh, ahead of only the Cardinals, tied with the Texans and the Colts and terrible in the Bucks and the Rams. So I don't think this would be a good final act for Tom, but I do think he still might want to play, and so it's on the board. Uh, all right, that's it for the A block. We're going to talk a little bit about LeBron's Instagram. Sorry, Michael Malone. And then we're going to play a game. And then we'll get to your questions in the C block. That's all next. What's right? 
This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of that. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life. From gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges, therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com right to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot right. Your mental health journey begins here. Welcome back, episode 155. So we're going to start our second block with, of course, more talk about LeBron. LeBron took to Instagram with a cryptic message quoting Jay-Z. Charles Barkley said that he thought LeBron intentionally teased retirement to shift conversation. Mm -hmm. Are you ready to speculate on LeBron's future again? Or are you scared Mike Malone will come after you? Okay, I'm not scared Michael Malone's going to come after me. I also think this criticism of LeBron is bananas. The, the idea that LeBron needed to shift the conversation when he had, in game four, had 40, 10, and 9 playing the entire game and just had, by far, the best old guy playoff game in the history of basketball is just nonsense. And, yes, he got swept. Nobody was like, ah, LeBron didn't do enough. There, he didn't melt down. There was none of that. Do I think LeBron is retiring? No, my money wouldn't be on it. Do I think it's on the board? Yes. Do I think that the Western Conference Finals were a moment of basketball mortality in his face? Yes. Because I believe, and I said this before, I will say it again, for the first time in his life as a basketball player, he felt like, man, I played as well as I could, and someone was better than me. Jokic was better than him in that series. And it's not because the moment was too big. It's not because LeBron melted down like in the Dallas series. It was that he's 38, 65,000 minutes in, and is, is still arguably, inarguably one of the ten best players, and arguably come the playoffs one of the five best players in the league. But not, or inarguably also not the best anymore. And I think that was a tough moment. And if you then add to it, if his son has privately told him, Either A, I think I'm going to, my plan is stay in college for three years. Or, no matter when I come out, I don't want to be on the same team as you. I think it's bad for me. It, <coughs> excuse me, if any of that stuff has happened, and LeBron is like, well, if I'm not going to be able to play with Bronny anyway, is 20 years breaking Kareem's record, going on a nice playoff run, having a game where I played all 48 minutes and had 40, 10, and 9 be my final game? I think it's. I think he's considering all of it. But this idea that he was just, in a Machiavellian way, trying to shift the conversation because what? He was afraid that people were going to criticize him because he didn't make the game winner in game four? I just think that was nonsense. I think it was nonsense. Now, does he put out Instagram stuff to make sure he stays in the conversation? Sure, but I think it's genuine. I really do. 
All right, let's play the game. Go ahead. Okay, so now we're going to play a game of two wrongs and one right. So our first one is DeAndre Hopkins um, was released by the Cardinals last week. The star receiver is a free agent for the first time in his career. Hopkins should be a chief, a bill, a raven. All right, def listen, he's an excellent player even as he's gotten older. He's got as good a hand as anyone in football, and he would help anybody. But the Chiefs don't need him, and they have invested enough draft capital, the trade for Kadarius Tony, the second-round pick on Sky Moore, the second-round pick on Rache Rice, that I, I think they want to get those guys the reps and the opportunities, and they proved last year they don't need a star receiver to win the Super Bowl. So I don't think it's going to be a Chief. The Ravens would make sense. But they signed Odell. I'd like him to go to the Ravens. They signed Odell. They spent a first-rounder on Bateman. They have spent resources on the position. I don't think he's going to be a Raven. The Bills, on the other hand, never caught up with the Chiefs and now have been passed by the Bengals and could be passed by other teams. And they don't have a number two receiver alongside Stephon Diggs. The Bills need him, and I think the Bills are the team that makes the most sense. Next. Okay. DK Metcalf um, called out Tyreek Hill for ducking his race challenges for over two years. The fastest player in the league is Tyreek Hill, DK Metcalf, or somebody else. Listen, I'm if it's somebody else, I don't know who it would be. It's not DK Metcalf. He's like the fastest in the league pound for pound as far as how big he is. Tyreek Hill is with the ball in his hands, especially when you incorporate the ability to decelerate and accelerate out of nowhere. The fastest player in league history. As far as football, tangible, useful speed goes, it's Tyreek Hill and then a big gap between him and second place. Next. Okay. Next one. Aaron Rodgers dropped a bombshell on the internet by confirming that he is a Swifty and attended a Taylor Swift concert with Miles Teller. He's been all over NYC lately. Aaron Rodgers is one of us, trying too hard, are still on I Dang it. Ayahuasca. Good job. I got it? Yeah, got I got it. it. Before the show, I tried to go over that with you. I went over times. it three times. I know, and that last time we went over it, you got a little annoyed with me. You're like, I got it, I got it, and then, you know. I wasn't. You almost, you see, almost you're, choked you're there. You're annoying. Um, I don't know what one of us means, but that's cer he's certainly not that, and that's fine. So that's wrong. Trying too hard, I think, is right, and still on ayahuasca might you be right as well. You think he's trying too hard? You don't think he's actually a Swifty? Well, I just think the, like, all of the public appearances stuff. It, listen, after being in Green Bay all that time, I get why being in New York City is exciting and fun. But I think it's intentional. Uh, and, no, I do believe maybe he likes Taylor Swift. Just like I think he enjoyed going to the hockey and the basketball games. But I do think he is making a point, and that's fine. It's not necessarily a bad thing to ingratiate himself to New York City and to be out in the public, which is fun and exciting for him. Uh, but so I think, but it's a little a little bit trying too hard, and I think, do I think he's still taking some hallucinogens? Absolutely. There's no question about it. We have a follow-up Taylor Swift question, Diora. Yes. So the Taylor Swift song that best describes the Jets season is Love Story, Bad Blood, or This Is Me Trying. Okay, are you a Taylor Swift fan? I'm more of a fan of her older music, like... You belong with me and our song and like stuff like that. Okay, so I'm. People are gonna say I'm lying here. I think you can vouch for me. I obviously have heard probably a hundred Taylor Swift songs, mm -hmm. but I can't identify any of it. You definitely could identify "Bad Blood." I'm no. What I'm saying is. If I heard it, I know oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. I would be like, oh, yeah, I've heard this song. But when you read me those names, this I is can't, me trying. like... I've never heard of that one. But I also, I, like, can't hear it in my head. Bad blood. Like, you know what I mean? You know how sometimes when you hear a song, you can play it yeah. in your head? I, I have no idea what any of these sound like. None. 
I forgot what love uh, story sounds like. But, but I, I think blood. the song that will best describe the Jets season is This Is Me Trying. I do think they're doing their best. And again, I'm basing this just off the titles. But I don't think it's going to be enough. And so I, I'm i going to go with This Is Me Trying is the song. I don't think it'll be a love story because I don't think it's going to go beautifully. I don't think it's going to be bad blood because I don't think it's going to be a disaster. I think they're going to try and just not be good enough. All right, last one. Okay, Succession. A story about a media icon with three kids wrapped up Sunday. The child to succeed Nick on what's right will be Demonze, me, or Deanna. I'm going to say Deanna. Um, she would be my last pick. Really? Yeah, I don't think she's interested. I don't think she... I think she likes being in front of the camera. And she likes doing it. Uh, and she likes feeling like a star. But I don't think... I just think she has no interest whatsoever. What what do you think I'll say? I think you'll say me and then Demonze, but I'm going to say Demonze and then me. So here's the thing. I don't I think Demonze might use this show to launch his own thing. Gotcha. You understand what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I think DeMonze will, it's, it's, for a lot of different reasons, there is, there, in succession, you know, this was a tortured example of it, but it's always a tough thing when you have a prominent father as a boy, mm -hmm. and I dealt with this in a different way, because my dad was one of the he, he, listen he was a firefighter and the president of the firefighters union in kansas city but he was so entrenched in the kansas city political scene as far as the firefighters union was a massive voting block and very influential and he ran for city council at one point they considered him for a judgeship at one point and to this day is involved in you know involved in Kansas City politics and was the guy at the Kansas City Firefighters Union that there was when I was growing up a lot of his friends assumed I would go become a firefighter and then I'd follow in his footsteps in the union and because he cast such a large shadow in that world I had no interest in it but I wanted to kind of establish my own thing outside of it for Demonze, in like sports media, it's a weird spot for him because of who I am. So I think that he would, if he wants to go into this type of thing on a more full-time basis, he will want to branch off and build it on his own. You're correct that I would pick you because you have so little interest in actual sports media that I think you would correctly figure out that if you end up f continuing on the path that you're on, which is to be in front of the camera or on the stage and acting, that this is a good vehicle to keep people to get in front of eyeballs of people who might not you know and to potentially have somebody be like oh she's someone that should audition for whatever does that make sense what i'm saying do you think i'm at all i'm, I'm on to something at all i mean you've told me this before i know but now that you've done it for a couple months do you think i'm on to something sure at all? yeah see you're still skeptical but diora did open the door to when the bridge project is over it's continuing to do this podcast for you a bit. You opened that door, and well, I didn't slam it. You walked through it. Now she immediately said, what does it pay? <laughs> Which I found I feel, interesting. I feel that's completely fair. Really? Yeah. It's an apprenticeship. 
Like it's back an apprenticeship when someone, right now. Like back when, you know, yeah, but it doesn't. Apprenticeships don't last two months. I mean, it lasts two years. Back in the day, like if you wanted to become a cobbler, you, you, you well, went to the town Luckily, I'm not cobbler. becoming a cobbler. <laughs> you went to the town cobbler and learned at his heel. No pun intended. Do you know why that would have been a pun? Because cobblers make shoes. Uh, <laughs> for a few years, and then you become a cobbler yourself. Uh, so, yeah, my answer is Diora. And I think Demonze could spin this off into his own thing. Maybe a competing podcast. Could you imagine if Demonze's like, I'm going out on my own and I'm releasing them on the same day at the same time as you and try to splinter off our YouTube audience? I could see it happening. I, I could Listen, I could see it happening. That's the other thing. Again, I know you're going to say this is like gender normative or something, but like the father-son dynamic... It can be, it's really good, but it also can get competitive at times. It can get a little hairy. You saw it right there when he was in there with the Celtics. He's very upset that I once again, once again, even when I took the underdog, I had the upper hand. So, that was a good segment. We have questions to answer from you guys. Yep. Take a very quick break. Answer your questions in the C block. What's right? Welcome back, episode 155. So now we're going to answer listener questions. But first, oh, okay. I we're wanted doing this to, on the air. But first, I wanted to comment on how we were talking and saying yeah. how surprising it was that you weren't a Taylor Swift fan. Mm -hmm. But I just wanted all the listeners to know how big of a Olivia Rodrigo fan oh, you are. She's awesome. <laughs> it's it's insane. She's great. I think she's really a, a ta very talented artist. So I, so I had never <laughs> heard of her. She was already very popular. I give the full background here. And then I was scrolling Twitter one day, maybe eighteen months ago. I don't know. And someone tweeted, uh, "Just like let's not forget what a brilliant debut video." Olivia Rodrigo had and it what song was it? It's the one where she's dressed as a cheerleader. It was good for you. I think. good for you I, is yeah. the, whatever video it was and so I watched the video and I couldn't believe how talented this kid was she had to be 17 at the time, right? He was like my so, age, yeah. you, And so I then asked Diora I was like, do you know who Olivia Rodrigo is? And she said, yeah, of course I do. And you like her a lot. And what? I'm, I'm Go ahead. A, I'm a fan. Well, you at the time. Okay. At the, yeah. You at the time. You said, yeah. I think at the time maybe you liked her more, whatever it was. So then Dior and I started listening to that album. And I thought it had like five awesome songs on it. I'm not ashamed of that. No, I'm not saying that you should be ashamed. But I feel like... I feel like you being a Olivia Rodrigo fan mm -hmm. is like the equivalent of you being a Taylor Swift fan. Oh, maybe. Victor's saying no. Victor likes Olivia Rodrigo as well. Good. I feel. Well, good I'm about not that. saying it's a bad thing. I'm uh, not saying it's a bad thing at all. Yeah, I mean, I listen. I think I. I am always. Here's one of the things about Victor's being a big fan. About being a parent. Whenever someone is like the, how old is she? I gotta, she, she's got to be, I'm guessing she's like 20 now, maybe maybe 18. So I'm looking. I mean, maybe 19. The, so Olivia Rodrigo, Wikipedia. So she just turned 20. So whenever someone is about the same age as your kids, there's like a different appreciation for, you know who else I like a lot? Um, Billy. Gosh darn it. White girl whose brother writes her songs. Yeah, at least Billy Eilish. Billy yeah. Eilish. I, there's like a, oh my God, like I, it, it's not because like they've necessarily like, oh, look at what they've accomplished in my, it, but it's, you know, all the regular stuff they're going through as teenagers, as young people. And to, during that time, become this type of megastar, I think is impressive. Yeah. I think Billie Eilish has some really good songs. I think Olivia Rodrigo has some really good songs. And your mom makes fun of me because my all-time... She says I shouldn't even say this public publicly, uh, but my all-time favorite song is I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston. Sure is. It just makes me happy. 
We know. I we all know. I just think it's delightful. <laughs> I uh, just think it's delightful. It is. And so, uh, yeah, no, I have no... Sh- so that's the thing is, if I liked Taylor Swift, I wouldn't <coughs> run from it or be ashamed of it. No, no. Um, But, uh, but yeah, I think some of these... I, I, It's interesting because my favorite music is hip-hop music, and now is where I'm going to sound like an old man. But the youngest, the the newest hip-hop artists, I like very few of them. I really only like, like, of the most popular artists of the last three, four years, I really only like the female ones. Um, really? I don't like, like, Lil Yachty, the Uzi Vert. Okay, let's not, let's what? not go on Uzi here. Not no, too, I, no, I, listen, not, you, the I I think the last I feel like nobody cannot like Uzi exactly so that's what I'm saying and I don't um but I thought the I I think the newest artist that I've really liked and at this point she's probably been super popular for four years is Megan um but my favorite artists are Jay Z Wayne Kanye before he went crazy. Yeah, it's and so, so yeah. And, and so Drake, well, Drake at this point those been amazing. Well, yeah, but I'm saying he's in. The, I feel years. like he's like still he's in the category with those. Other Although, yeah, he he's 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 well, not there yet, but he's he's pretty high up. Oh there, no, no, you know? no! And he's building an all-time resume, but he's newer than Jay Z and Wayne around the same era as Kanye. That, but the as far as new music. I think the new music that I like the most is like that poppy stuff by I'll tell you another person that I didn't know that I liked. Gosh darn it. This is whatever it is is gonna make me laugh. I don't uh, know. I don't even know what it is. Handsome British guy. Harry Styles? Yeah. Really? I one of his songs is just awesome. <laughs> it's just awesome. It does. It just it, it, there are certain <laughs> songs that you hear British and guy. you like can't help but like either tap your foot. I or, need to know which song of his you're I talking about. I think it's his most here. popular one. As it was, I'm guessing. If I, it's his most popular one, I don't know. One. It's big and sounds like a party. Uh, <laughs> <and> so <laughs> the yeah. So like I the, as far as newer music. I like the poppier stuff, and as far as like my favorite music, it's the it's the era of hip hop from when I was your age. I've been really liking Twenty One Savage lately. So would you? But he's not that new. He's not newer than Megan. Um, yeah, he's he came around the same time yeah, or so, before Megan, maybe. And, and you like Travis Cardi Scott B too, a little right? bit. Cardi B is before Megan by about a yeah. year or two. Yeah, no, no, no. But I'm just talking about the last four years, like the whether it be ice spice or either of the babies um, either of the babies little baby or dub baby i don't love either one of them i just don't i just the a lot of the mumble rap i'm not a big fan of okay all right let's ask let's answer some of these listener questions before we wrap up the show okay so noah rodriguez asks what's a good wager between you and producer dan for the finals maybe if the nuggets win you wear a Jokic jersey and if miami wins dan wears a jimmy or lebron jersey i got a better one if the nuggets win dan gets to keep his job and if they don't he doesn't how about that one wow next all right then (laughs) um okay Chico 42. Yeah, I was getting there. Yeah, go um, ahead. Chico 42. Oh, wait, there's a follow-up question. to the- Oh, Dan, Dan, Dan says, says, looks like I'm staying employed. Oh, okay. I was very confident. Okay, look at Dan. Look at old producer Dan. He's grinning back there. Uh, He's- grinning back there. Looking great. All right, next. Chico 42, what do you say? He said, if the heat win, which is, which is unlikely, we're just going to see... We're just going to see teams further ignore the regular season, right? I don't think so because the Heat are a unique case in that they made the finals a few years ago. Last year they were the one seed and made it to Game 7 of the conference finals. It's not like they have regularly thrown away the regular season. I think if the Warriors had won because they they were just openly talking about not caring about the regular season, you had... 
Wiggins take two months off, that would have been different. The Heat just hadn't figured out their lineups. Their young undrafted players hadn't improved enough. So I don't think it would be as damaging, actually, uh, if if the Heat win, because I think it'll be just thought of as this is a special thing about the Heat. All right, next. Okay, Jack, Jack Hignite. Jackson Hignite. Yeah. Go ahead. Jackson Hignite says now that the Heat have secured a final spot, should Giannis get a little bit more slack for getting beat in round one? Maybe. Now that the Heat just keep beating people, losing to them doesn't. Yeah, I remember that bad. conversation about Giannis. He yeah. didn't. He. I feel as if he didn't deserve it then, and he de- doesn't deserve it now. You love Giannis. Yeah. Uh, He's too nice to get all that hate, you know? I, I, I somewhat agree with you. I don't think he got a ton of hate, but he got some criticism. But, yeah, I think the more the Heat win, the less bad that loss looks. I think that's right. All right, next. Okay, Andrew Rockenhaus <laughs> said, question for me. How does the rest of the family react in public when someone asks for your picture or for autographs? No one's ever asked you for an autograph while people we were around. Don't ask. I don't for think autographs. people ask for them ever, um, really. But pictures—it's usually just like a quick thing, unless they're like, "Yeah, like LeBron sucks, man." Like, but no one really. People are very ninety percent of people are nice when you meet them. And I always find it really funny when people just like, "Hey, are you that guy from ESPN?" And then yeah. and then they're like, "Oh yeah." I'm not a fan of yours, but yeah. can I have a picture? Yeah. Like, it's just like, the, it's funny. The, but usually people are very nice. Some t- and it, people are never intrusive. What does happen sometimes is I'll be walking with Dior or with Dior Indiana, and Dior will say, like, those people were yeah pointing at me or talking or whatever, and I don't even notice it, but you notice it, and I just keep moving. Um, but if ever, by the, not that there's, well, if you're watching this, you're probably one of the select people. If you ever see me out, say hello. Say Yeah, hello. guys, and if you ever see me out, I'm willing to, you know, sign autographs oh, and take pictures, you know. Have I you don't had anybody yet say they know you from the podcast? No. Uh. Not it, one person. It happened. I, I had a teacher in the middle school at the school say something. It happened. Like, oh my god, I didn't know you went here. It happened to Demonze a few months in. I think it will happen to you eventually. Uh, but Demonze had done way more shows at that point than you had done at this point. Also, can we say the thing about the group chat or no? Uh, if you don't want to, we don't. Want I to. know. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, your potential <laughs> college. What they said in the group chat. Oh yeah, that was yeah. Can, go can ahead. Say, uh, yeah, so, go ahead. Do you, so Diora, uh, University of California Santa Cruz. There's I don't even know what platform it's on, but there's a group chat for people that this this one was on Instagram. Oh, okay, an Instagram group chat yeah. for people that might be living in the same dorm as Diora. Yeah. And what did one of them post in the group chat? I had posted on my story a picture, like a selfie of us, and then in the group chat of 300 people, this guy just goes, oh my god, Dior, nice to have you here. Um, I didn't know your dad was Nick Wright, and I was just like, that's not me. (laughs) (laughs) Dior, it's straight. I think what the guy said is, you're on Nick Wright's podcast. Yeah. Uh, And Dior then just claimed that wasn't her. That she just posted I a just, picture yeah, of someone else. I was like, sorry, that's not me. And he was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I don't just know why I thought it was you. Disavowed I'm me. so sorry. And I was like, no, I'm... <laughs> and he was like, wait, wait. And I was like, yeah, it is me. It is yeah. me. <laughs> uh, all right, next question. Okay. I think it's William Turnbull. William Turnbull asks, what player realistically helps the Lakers the most? I He doesn't think Kyrie works for depth. Do you think Malcolm Brogdon... Is a real option. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go with Brogdon because of the age and the injury concern. I agree about Kyrie. Uh, listen, I don't think they can get him, but Jeremy Grant would be perfect. Uh, but again, I don't know that that's realistic. And I, I don't. I'm not ready to answer that question yet, just because I haven't really studied what the Lakers' cap situation is going to be if they match Austin Reeves and match Rui. And bring back Vanderbilt. They might not have a lot of flexibility. It might be a lot of the same guys. The big questions about D'Angelo. All right, next. Okay. 
Josiah Diaz said, with Butler now a soon-to-be Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer, is it safe to say that he's the biggest all? He's the biggest all seventy-five snub in hindsight. No, I I don't think so at all. It, as it turns out, Jokic is probably a, a snub. Uh, now that we, I mean, he won another MVP since then, and now has made the finals. But the biggest snub was Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard had four top four MVP finishes, three Defensive Player of the Year awards, the best player on a finalist. And because the second half of his career didn't go the way people thought it should, people act like he wasn't utterly dominant uh, for a half decade. So Dwight was the biggest snub. All right, last one. Joseph Vanderwall asked, Nick, with the curse of Broussard alive and well, are you betting the farm against whoever Chris picks to win the finals? Well, that's a perfect segue for the TV show today because my guess is Chris is going to once again pick against the Miami Heat. His Celtics have been eliminated. And, I mean, Chris has had a rough rough playoffs when it comes to picking teams. There's just no way around it. And I'm sure he's going to go with the Nuggets. He has not believed in the Heat, and that makes my Heat 13 to 1 ticket feel even better. We will see you guys on Thursday. Yeah, we will. See you on TV at 3 o'clock today. What's right?